the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Another hot day in central and western Ohio, and more violence in the capital city. That is where we start a Thursday edition of the Bruce Woolley Show. Glad to have you along on the Answer Network, 94.5 in Dayton, 98.9 in Columbus. You can participate in the program, 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989, our phone number, my email, bruce at salemmedia.com. It was just after 5 o'clock yesterday afternoon in the hilltop. Glenwood Community Center, there's a pool there. Glenwood Community Center had been designated as a cooling center with nearly a quarter million AEP customers in central Ohio without power, and AEP crews working, I'm sure, diligently to restore that, which by this morning most of them have. But a lot of people were forced to look for refuge. The heat was oppressive if you were in your home. I understand why you would want to go elsewhere. If you have kids, I understand why you'd want to get them in the pool. But reality intruded on the afternoon, and Columbus, over the last two-plus years, has been a very, very, very violent city, like many cities in the country run by Democrats. Columbus decidedly is run by Democrats, has been for a long time, to the detriment of the citizenry, which, for some reason, continues to vote for the people who have ruined a great city. Chiefly among them, Mayor Andrew Ginther, his law director, Zach Klein, City Council President Shannon Harden, and others. And so while Andrew Ginther put out his typical routine, we're not going to stand for this, we need everybody to pitch in, kumbaya, kumbaya, my lord, statement afterward, we have another dead young person, two other wounded young people, and it appears that our city parks are becoming among the most violent places in our city because yesterday's shooting, which killed 24-year-old female, and I'm sorry I don't have her name, Ataya Nichols, here it is, Ataya Nichols, um, is the uh, fifth, the fifth shooting at a different city park since April the 23rd. By my count, that's 54 days. Five shootings in 54 days. One every 10 days. We've had four young people killed. And the late Ataya Nichols is the oldest one at age 24 years old. The others were age 20 and two 19-year-olds. We had an 18 and a 15-year-old wounded in yesterday's shooting. The 18-year-old is the oldest wounded so far. We've had a 17-year-old an eight-year-old, also wounded in previous shootings. And so, as I said would happen, though I am 
extremely sorry to see it happen. The hot weather, the longer days, and the increasing desperation of people over policies of the federal government and local governments that introduce additional desperation into people's lives result in people reacting in violent ways. And I don't know where you go for comfort or for safety in this city if something as innocent as going to a city park or going to a swimming pool is possibly going to be the last place you ever visit because it is quite possible you could end up dead. The mayor, of course, outraged by this. As I said, he has on speed dial a statement that he can release after shootings, and he knows there will be more. And, of course, the blame is not the people. Still no arrests, by the way, in this latest park shooting. Why would we be surprised by that? There's still no arrest in the shooting death downtown at Bicentennial Park just over a year ago of 16-year-old Olivia Kurtz. There's still no arrest in the shooting death of, what was she, 17-year-old Mackenzie Ridley. Their families know all too well the pain that Ataya Nichols' family knows today. And Andrew Ginther, of course, blames it on the proliferation of guns. Yes, the guns sitting on the counter in the gun cabinet or under a bed just magically jump out on their own, run on over to the uh, city park, and start indiscriminately firing at people. The proliferation of guns. That is where Andrew Ginther's statement began. The proliferation of guns is costing us an entire generation of young people. How about, oh, I don't know, a lack of respect for their fellow man, a lack of respect for law and order, a lack of Incentives to get jobs and build a life outside of gang-related activity. Any of those would have been a better way to start. But, of course, Andy can't cite any of those factors because that might land on him. But if you blame it on the gun, you know, the great thing about guns, if you're Andrew Ginther, is that guns don't debate you back. They don't point out what a feckless fool you are. They don't point out what an impotent leader you are. They don't point out what an unrepentant partisan you are. The gun just lays there. Except when it jumps out of the cabinet on its own and runs on over to the park and shoots a 24-year-old woman dead. Except for that. Andrew Ginther's statement continues. Instead of fulfilling their dreams, see how he goes emotion. He goes, all emotion, no accountability. All emotion, no accountability. What were we talking about yesterday? Responsibility and accountability equals dependability. But responsibility without accountability is a politician in search of deniability. And Andrew Ginther's very good at deniability. Oh, oh, the division of police made you unhappy? You might not vote for me? Oh, let me force the police chief out. Let me fire him. 
Let me go to Detroit and hire a black woman police chief. See, we'll fix the problem. We'll go to Detroit because, you know, that's like the safest city in America. We'll not only get our top cop from there, we'll get our assistant top cop from there. And we'll break rules on hiring them because, you know, civil service in the to advantage someone who is a minority checking multiple intersectional boxes, black, female. Nobody's going to call me on that. What a failure he is. What a disappointment he is. And what a disservice it is to Columbus, Ohio, that a city that used to be America's best-kept secret has now just become another Democratic cesspit. But hey, democracy. People voted for it. They did a thorough search of the ballot and saw that D and checked the box next to it and have done it for the better part of two decades. And so you get what you get. This, Andrew Ginther says, is a community problem, and we all must do our part to teach and practice problem resolution without violence. It's a little early for a word salad for lunch, but there you go. We must all do our part. This is a community problem, and we must all do our part to teach and practice problem resolution without violence. I got an idea, Andrew. Why don't you run on over to, I don't know, pick your neighborhood, the Hilltop, Franklinton, Linden, and why don't you grab a bullhorn and start talking about everybody doing their part to teach and practice problem resolution without violence? Listen closely because they'll be laughing at you, not with you. I beg the community to help us solve this homicide and provide information to stop the next one before it happens. Are you begging harder than you begged for a solution to the Olivia Kurtz murder? Are you begging harder than you begged for a solution to the Mackenzie Ridley murder? I guess you'll have to because neither one of those has been solved either. Andrew Ginther continues, I, along with other leaders, will continue to fight for common sense gun legislation to keep illegal guns out of your city. Mm. How do you know it was an illegal gun? He doesn't know that. He refuses to declare war on the gangs in the city of Columbus. He will not ever mention gangs in the city of Columbus. He will not mention drug trafficking. He will not mention human trafficking. He will not mention hopelessness in the inner city neighborhoods. He will not mention the rotten schools with Columbus City schools that do not educate their students but pass them along and give them a piece of paper that says they graduated from high school but instead leaves them utterly ill-equipped to build a life. He will not mention anything that genuinely contributes to this problem Because everything that genuinely contributes to this problem has at least, in some part, his fingerprints on it. And there's another term to be won, and more empty statements to be made. So hopefully your power is back on if you live in central Ohio, western Ohio, 
230,000 AEP Ohio customers were without power after the storms of Monday night. Rolling blackouts. They were trying to save the power grid. Uh, Does anybody share my uh, degree of uh, anxiety over the condition of our power grid and the vulnerability of our power grid? I always thought it was vulnerable to terrorists. Now I think it's vulnerable to just the vagaries of the weather. And, of course... AEP can't be blamed for the storms preceding the hottest week so far this year. And I know that if they tried to make their power grid more robust, people would whine and complain about the amount of money that their rates would be jacked in order to finance that. But it does seem like we are putting the whole system together with duct tape and bailing wire too often. And a lot of people were without power, but now... Only 4,000 without power in Franklin County as of 8 o'clock this morning. The tornadoes, yes, tornadoes that caused the damage have been rated by the National Weather Service EF1 tornadoes. EF5 is the worst. EF1 is supposedly the tamest, but it's not tame. Look at the havoc that it wreaked over the last few days. They hit about midnight Monday, Morrow County. One on the ground for seven miles Ended up in Fredericktown, 25 yards wide, maximum speed, 105 miles an hour. Another one. Touchdown in Mount Gilead, that's also in Morrow County. Around a quarter after 11 Monday night, 25 yards wide, on the ground for just over three miles. Estimated wind speed, 97 miles an hour. And then the third, Butler uh, County, uh, but the, the, the village of Butler in Richland County, rather, that's up by Mansfield, on the ground for about six miles, ended up in Perrysville in Ashland County, 100 yards wide, an estimated wind speed of 105 miles an hour. We had a half a dozen tornadoes about a week ago, and with this hot weather and with this, you know, I don't understand weather, okay? I don't I don't get it. I don't know under high and low and this and that. Don't get it. I'd be lost in front of a green screen with a clicker. Couldn't explain it to you. But I just know that as it gets super, super, super hot, It feels like storms could roil up and spiral out of control at any point in time. Uh, Now, I was talking about Andrew Ginther and his empty-worded statement about the shooting at the Glenwood Community Center in the hilltop yesterday. And as I went to break, I thought, you know, well, you're awful tough on Andrew Ginther, smart guy. How would you fix it? You say he's not doing enough to fix it. How would you fix it? That's a fair question. Here's what I would do. I would announce a police initiative to infiltrate and prosecute gang-related activity in Franklin County. I would coordinate with the Franklin County Sheriff's Department. I would do everything I possibly could. I would muster every single federal dollar and grant I could find, COVID relief, whatever. I would do whatever I could to grab every red cent I could to finance embedded informants to pay informants to rat out people who are engaged in drug trafficking and the other. I would, by name, call out juvenile court judges and any judge in Franklin County who was not sentencing criminals for criminal behavior. In other words, I would cease to be Andrew Ginther. That's why none of this will happen. He thinks he can't do this because he will not be elected mayor. And he might be right. He might be right. The people's level of understanding might be so um, 
blind that if he puts people in jail for things that are illegal, and I'm talking every single thing that's illegal, yes, I would engage in what everyone labels racist policies, such as if you commit a crime, you will spend time in jail. I would prosecute you to the fullest extent of the law, and I would announce that any kid, any kid, 13 years old or older, who engages in auto theft in the city of Columbus will be tried as an adult. Will be tried as an adult. And you will be committed to a juvenile detention center until you are 18. If the law allows me to put you behind bars for stealing a car, you will spend five years behind bars. Because that's the only way, and it will only happen to a few people before the message will get out that it's not worth it. You have an illegal gun, we're going to prosecute you to the fullest extent of the law for your illegal gun. In other words, we are going to cease to be what we have been before, which is someone who winks at every single juvenile offense to the point that policemen have told me juvenile offenders laugh, laugh at cops when they are caught and taken to the juvenile processing center because they say to the officers, We'll be out in an hour and a half. And why do you think we have juveniles stealing cars multiple times per day? Because they know there's no penalty for doing it. In other words, Andrew Ginther would have to begin to govern unlike Andrew Ginther has governed before. And I would tell Zach Klein, my law director, that if he doesn't do what I'm telling him to do, then I would be looking for a new law director. In fact, I might be telling Zach Klein that right now. Because Zach Klein, at the city's Board of Health meeting in mid-May, floated the idea that the Board of Health in the city of Columbus could declare gun violence a public health emergency, which Ginther's already done that. Ginther's already done that. He did that in February. But this is Zach Klein's workaround to the U.S. Constitution. I don't know where Zach Klein went to law school. I presume he did go to law school. But I don't believe you're allowed to usurp the U.S. Constitution with a local health department. If you are, heaven help us. But they've tried midnight basketball and they've tried buddying up to criminals, and they've tried looking the other way, and they've tried being racially sensitive to offenders. There's nothing inherent. It is, it is, it is racist for any politician to view punishment for a crime as a racist policy. Because what they are saying is that this particular race of people who's committing the crimes are inherently unable to obey the law. That is not true of any race. So, that's what I would do. I'd get tough on crime. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.